Welcome back! We got the crew back at the studio. Another week of Yankee Talk. We got Jack in the house, we got Kyle, and we got your host. My name is Brandon. Let's get it. Okay, we're going to start off with a shout-out, as always. And the shout-out is simple this week. It's going to be shout-out to you, Luis Severino, for giving us something to talk about this week. Jack, give me the scoop. Yeah, pretty boring week, but, you know, last two episodes, our news has been about contracts and... Now, both those guys are injured, so this is kind of pissing me off. No, for sure, for sure. I think Luis Severino is becoming on Jacoby Ellsbury level okay, fragile. Okay, chill out, chill out. Okay, that's a little much, but I think he needs to get his shit together. He was talking all this stuff about the offseason, about yeah. getting healthy, we losing weight, yeah, losing all weight. that good stuff, and mm-hmm. we were, I, I feel like we were all getting pretty we excited. Hyped. I was pretty hyped last We were pretty week. excited yeah. about that, but now this, I don't know. I think I, it's going to help. I really do, okay. and this is this is this sounds weird, but he's not going to be back for two weeks. They already said he won't be back. This is going to reduce him down two or three starts. I think he'll be more fresh coming the end. Really, of the really. Okay, so I'm going to shoot a question right out already out of the gates. Um, who's the opening day starter? Who are you giving it to? I'm giving it to Tanaka. Tanaka time. It I agree Tanaka with that. Yep. He's ready for it. He's, he's ready for it. He mm-hmm. he always steps up into big moments. And Paxson, you know, yeah. he he's a he's a new he's a New York Yankee. Yeah. You gotta have new. time to adjust. Paxson's new. Mm-hmm. Hap doesn't have the the energy behind him. He's kind of just a I know. Guy yeah, right now. You, you got give yeah. me Tanaka first mm-hmm. game back, and Tanaka looked great. It's only been one start in spring training, but he looked yeah. great in that one. I'm start. right with you, Jack. Also, you were big on Tanaka last week. You said he's gonna have his best season in the pinstripes. I I thought about it a little bit. I slept on it, and why the fuck not? I think he's going to be great this season, and I think we're going to need him to be great to make a postseason run. But also, just going back to Paxson, I saw a lot of fans being like, yeah, let's welcome Paxson into the Yankees uh, organization by giving him the opening day start. I'm going to go with the hell to the fucking no on that one. And the reason why is... Yeah, we made a splash. We got Paxson, but he's no Clayton Kershaw. He's no... Uh, even a Kluber, he's no, he's no Scherzer. He's he's not the you know the New York big ticket guy that people are coming to see. That's Severino in New York right now. So it also is an adjustment period, just like we saw with Sonny Gray. I don't knock on wood. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be like a Sonny Gray situation. But let's give this time this guy some time to settle into the bright lights of New York. Paxson's ERA last year was just under four. That's not incredible. So I'm with you here. I think. Paxton is honestly my four starter if everyone's healthy. Fourth? He's four. Who okay, who do you have over him? I I would go Severino, Hap two, even though Hap's not the second best. Paxton four, Sabathia five. Hap is just consistent. I'm kind of with and you. And that's on that, what though. you need with the I way that Severino disagree. with the way that Severino mm-hmm. was last year and Tanaka can be, you need a consistent guy in between yeah. those two. So you're not getting down 0-2 in a series. Yeah. But Paxton, with his pedigree, also we gotta remember. What pedigree? Yeah. Forget, forget yeah. it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me. You gotta hear. Like this is a guy who pitches in the AL. Anybody that pitches in the National League, I'm very skeptical of. Which is why I didn't want Patrick Corbin because all his numbers are inflated. Because who's who's won the World Series in the past whatever few years? Not the man. AL. Last year, the AL is like literally dominated the top three no, spots. Paxton pitches in the American League, mm-hmm. which is where the best teams are. He sees the best competition. So yeah, he had a three point seven whatever ERA, but, but putting him have? four but why because have? because he had a similar though. ERA, but he is thirty eight. Do you know what happened? ERA was when he came was, to New York yeah. last year. Very two point something. Two point seven. 
2.7 was his ERA after coming over. New but you York know what's Madison. the great thing about a rotation? You can change it. I think you should give if if you're putting Paxton so far down the rotation to start, I think that's showing very little confidence in him. That's all actually right, a, good right. point. That's so a good point. Let's let's look at this then. By the looks of it, with Severino being out for two weeks and Sabathia, we already knew was going to be on the verge of probably not being back for opening day, and, and Boone made it sound like he's yeah. not. CC hurt? What? <laughs> One, two, three, four. We got four games against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Who pitches what game? Or, like, who pitches those games, those four games, in what order? I'm going Tanaka to Paxton to Hap to Sevi. Sevi won't be there. Sevi's oh. injured. That's so, Lu- Jonathan Luisiga. Okay, Jonathan okay. Luisiga. Okay. I'm, with, I'm with him, actually, with Jonathan Luisiga. I would say, honestly, I would say that exact same thing. That's, that's literally what I had written down. I would go Tanaka to Hap. To Paxton, and give me Domingo Herman. Mm. You love Jonathan Inconsistency, inconsistency. <laughs> so far, Herman, Lazaga, and Sessa, Luis Sessa. We, I hate Luis Sessa. Those guys have each had a start. Yeah. Herman, four and two thirds innings, mm-hmm. three hits, seven strikeouts, no runs. Let's hear the next game. Luis Sessa. Who struggled? They've only had one start. Oh, Luis you're talking Sessa. about Sprinter? Yeah. Five innings, four hits, one run, six Ks. Jonathan Lazaga. I love how you pronounce his name. Keep going. Two and a third inning, five Ks through the seven outs, mm-hmm. but four hits, four walks, and four earned runs. That's the guy that you want pitching that fourth game? Lazaga was just as inconsistent as Herman. Let me give you a little statistics lesson, Jack. When you have a study conducted, you want a big sample size. And this sample size, this N equals one. And you want N to be greater than one. I still have the trust in him. And he showed last season, yeah, he was inconsistent. So was Herman. They're on the same playing field. You made the same argument in the first episode. And fans, feel free to go back to that one and give it a listen. (laughs) When we shut down this argument, he was just as inconsistent. As Domingo I just said that. Was. They're in the same playing field. I know. So I'm going to ride with the guy. I mean, they're each going to get one more start in spring training. They'll each sure. get at least mm-hmm. one more start. But I'm riding with a guy like Herman, who was honestly more consistent than he was. There's no wrong answer. I'm just saying I personally believe in Jonathan Luisiga, not Luisiga. And mm-hmm. I really think that he can pull it together. Yeah, no, I think that Luisiga is also having – like everyone's talking about this kid. They're saying he's got nasty stuff. And out of the two, I see him to have the highest boom potential. I feel like Herman, yeah, he may be a safer option where he's going to give up three or four runs a game. But Lu- this Louis C guy, he's for real. He's he's in the top 100 uh, MLB prospects. Oh, he's for real. Yeah, he's, he's for real. And the thing is, we look at the rotation. We just went through it with Tanaka, Paxton, Hap, CeCe, whoever else is in there. Um, They're all guys where you kind of know at this point in their career what they're going to give you. I would like a wild card. I'd like a guy where I'm sitting up watching this game, watching a late-night Yankee game, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen tonight, but something's going to happen. Looking at the stuff of the three guys that I mentioned, he has the best potential. He's got a dirty slider. Yeah. He can he finds the zone. But right now, his fastball does not have 
good enough control. He gave all those four hits, all were extra base hits. Every single one. He leaves his fastball up in the zone. He's not ready right now, and we don't need him for a full season. Severino's going to be back. CeCe's going to be back. Let's just ride with Herman for like three innings in game four and let Chad Green, Adovino, and those guys take over. All right, so let me ask you guys this. Now that we've talked about these guys that could be subbing in for these guys that are injured, are you dead set on Cashman sticking with these guys in-house, or are you thinking, hey, let's go out and let's get let's get another starter? This, I'm glad you brought this up. For me personally... I am 100% behind Cashman. You got to stay in-house. The Yankees are known for their money. And yeah, sure, we can go and get a Dallas Keuchel who, by the way, turned down an $18 million year deal so he can be a free agent. So he's not taking an 18-year deal. He wants a lot of money. And he yeah. also wants long-term. But someone like you got to go in-house. If you don't go in-house, what's the motivation of these young guys like Chance Adams, Jonathan, Herman, Luis Sessa? What is their motivation to try and make the starting rotation if the Yankees just go out and buy a starter? You see, I'd be on that same page if it wasn't just Severino that was injured. The fact that Severino's injured and now that we know CeCe is vulnerable, he's going to be on the injured reserve list, the DO, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He's going to be on that. I think you – I completely agree with you where you say don't go out and get Dallas Keuchel because this is a shit starting pitching market. Uh, the fact that Patrick Corbin's getting that big money, Dallas Keuchel's waiting out for something big. I said go get a Gio Gonzalez. And Cashman was asked about you that. You said this earlier and I you're know, sticking Ka- with it. Cashman was asked about it and he kind of shut it down a little bit, but I'm, I'm begging him, yo, think about it, Cash. The reason why is this guy's two years out of being six – in the NL of Cy Young votes, he that season he had I think it was 16, 16 wins. He's a vet. He has experience, and like the other guys on the Yankees, we have such an explosive offense that y- if you could just get consistency, like a JA Hap, JA Hap racked up the wins last year because he got consistency when he went and took them out. Everyone in the dugout was like, "Okay, guys, what? We need three runs. We need four runs this game. Let's just go out and get it." I'm completely with Brandon on this one. I think going out and getting a guy like Gio Gonzalez will be like an upgraded move from what Lance Lynn was last year. I'd rather give comparison. up some uh, some low-end prospects or something, give them out to Milwaukee, and get this guy here instead of spending the money on Dallas Keuchel. And he pitched for the Brewers at the end of the season – and those were his best five games. And that's not an easy division to pitch in down the stretch. The Cardinals, the Cubs, all those teams were in playoff contention down the stretch. And he pitched well against them, and his ERA was three low. He's actually he's a free agent right now, actually. Oh, he's not on the Brewers? No, 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 he's a free agent. He's a free agent. That's why I'm saying. Everyone's sleeping on this guy, and I'm just saying scoop him up. Scoop but him the up. thing is, we don't know how much money he's asking for. And obviously, this is a very depleted free agency market. And I do agree with you that it would be smart to get this guy. But once you have him, mm-hmm. you have him for the whole season. Then what if yeah. everybody's healthy? What are okay. you going to do? Six six starters? You're not putting CC in the bullpen. Yeah, but the thing is, we also still traded for Lance Lynn and a guy like that. So And a Jay Hap. So starters, literally the Yankees just want to get as many in as possible. Having six starters, that's an overreaction that, that you need to put someone in the bullpen. You have an aging CC Sabathia. You have a guy like Luis Severino who just clearly needs to have less starts. 
Masahiro Tanaka pitches extremely well off of an extra day of rest. Jay Happ, he's a vet. He can do it. Like, six guys does not phase me to have six guys in as competitive of a league as we have to play in. All right, guys, so I'm going to switch the topic a little bit here. So a poll came out from ESPN saying that the two teams uh, in the MLB with the highest win improvement from the beginning of the offseason till now is, one, the Phillies, no shock there, and tied with one, the Yankees, plus eight. What do you guys think about that? Are you surprised? No, I, I talked about this, I think it was last episode or two episodes ago, how the Yankees were voted to have the best offseason out of all AL teams by a landslide. And it's simple. Machado, look what he did for Baltimore. Nothing. Harper, look what he did for Washington. Nothing. Like, this is not a league where one offensive player, big splash, makes a difference. It's not like the NBA. It's It's not not a one-player sport. Yeah. So to go out and, you know, he didn't make any fancy moves, but to bring back Britain, to get out of Vino, to, to make these moves to get LeMahieu. Tulowitzki's look great yeah. in spring training. Not going. I completely, yeah, completely agree that that yeah. we're setting ourselves up for success in a deep run. They're more, they're, they're less splashy moves, and I feel like that's why the the average New York fan is not really going crazy because they see the big name like Machado and Harper, and those are the guys that they immediately think. But if you're watching the MLB, Ottavino is just, just as, no, I'm not going to say just as good as a pickup like that, but honestly, he's doing the same stuff. He's dominating his position. So I think that they're less splashy moves, but they're more essential moves. I think that, you know, first of all, I want to say that Yankees Twitter pisses me off a lot. Or Yankees social media. People, every it can be yeah. a post about James Paxton ice fishing, and people will comment, announce Harper, announce Machado. People will get way too anti. I agree with what you said. They yeah. just want the big names, and I honestly give our offseason an A. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we we going back to our first podcast. You guys can take a listen to that. I gave us an A minus at that point because I knew Cashman. He had this in mind. He had the idea that he was going to focus all of his energy on making us better. Just because he knew that the difference between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees is an incremental difference. Eight wins my ass. That's not. I don't think that we really were between eight wins. Eight wins between the Red Sox. And if you look at what he did, greatest weakness, starting pitching last year. He got back Paxton, but what people don't understand or don't realize is he also got back J.A. Happ, who we didn't even have for the full year. Like, that's huge. We just got him for the trade deadline. Now you have him for a half more season. Think about who killed us in the playoffs. The first player that comes to mind for me is Brock Holt. We didn't have a guy like that. No, yeah. Like. We don't have, like, like we had Torres and then Torres. Grinder. You need (laughs) a guy, you need guys who can come off the bench because it's the MLB. You can be going on a a 16-game hitting streak and then not get a hit for five games. It's the way that the MLB works. So you need guys who can just come in and feel good, and we got that for the infield right now. Mm -hmm. And we have that for the outfield. Also, Gardner's raking this spring training. We're we're set for depth, and I'm really happy with what with what Cashman did. So I want to segue a little bit into let's talk about spring training. We haven't really talked about spring training. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's enough games under our belt that we can sort of talk about. And let me preface this by saying that spring training is obviously 
a very small sample size, Jack statistics, that, <laughs> you know, you can still gain an opinion from. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I want to... statistics. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to make a hot take right now. All right, let's hear it. I want to establish myself... And I, I've been, I've honestly, I've made fun of this guy, sure, but I've been a supporter of him from day one when other people weren't. Greg Bird is going to win the first baseman job. Uh, Thoughts? No, Kyle, I'm going to have to stop you there. You may have no more mic time tonight. <laughs> I am taking it away. I, 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 I don't even, I can't even fathom what you're saying right now. And the reason why is Greg Bird, I've had enough of you. <laughs> I've had enough of you, and it, it pisses me off. He gives me a headache. He gives me a bad. He puts me in a bad mood. He's had three years with the Yankees, 176 games, injury prone. The, when I think about a first baseman, guys, what do you what do you think about? I think about a guy that's gonna get on base and that's gonna hit home runs, gonna have power. Greg Bird, he has a career batting average with the Yankees as 214. He has had 31 home runs in those 176 games, while Luke Voigt has had 14 home runs in 39 games. So I'm wait, let me let me say this guy. Luke Voigt is also killing in the spring. He has a 308 average. He has two home runs. He batted 333 with the Yankees last year. And if you look at this stat, I just did the stat a little bit on my own. You like statistics, I like statistics. Luke Voigt with the Yankees has a 36% chance of hitting a home run in a Yankee game. Based on his tenure with the Yankees, Greg Bird has an 18% chance of hitting a home run with the Yankees every game. So, fuck Greg Bird. Brandon is completely right. Luke Voigt is having one heck of a spring. Like you said, 308, 357, 769 in his slash line. He's got two home runs. But Greg Bird is raking right now. Oh, baby! He's raking. 400 is his batting average. 500 is his on-base percentage. 800 is his slugging percentage. This guy has had three seasons, and he is not made out of spring training healthy. And you cannot evaluate a guy if he has not even had a healthy spring. 2016, shoulder surgery. 2017, broke his foot. 2018, hurt his ankle. You cannot evaluate a guy if you don't give him the spring to get ready. I gave him three years to get ready. He's got to get ready. every year. Exactly. So what? what's different? He's going to be fucking he's injured lefty, this season. He's healthy. Okay. He's raking. The, Look it. You're not trading Luke Voigt by giving Greg Bird the starting know, spot. You're putting him in the minors. So if Greg Bird gets hurt, Luke Voigt's still there. But the guy is killing it right in now. In spring training, we all said this. It's a small sample size. And Luke Voigt is still playing well. If Luke Voigt was doing off if he was batting even a, a slight fraction of how badly Greg Bird batted last season, I'd be scared. But he's batting well. Greg Bird is batting better, yes. But we gave him three years. And what is he going to be? He's fucking he- injured every every season. Okay. Earlier in spring training, Aaron Boone was asked about the first base battle. And I don't think anybody in the Yankees had any faith in Greg Bird because his response was that LeMahieu would be playing back up first base, Romine would be taking some reps at first base, and they would be giving non-game reps to even Andujar and Sanchez for that backup position. That's awesome. I think everybody had given up on Greg Bird, and they were ready for Luke Voigt to take it. Greg Bird is winning this starting position right now. But you're right. Luke Voigt is killing it. And you know who's not killing it? Yeah. DJ LeMayhew. Facts. He is not killing it right now. So I could I could see a thing happening where 
both these guys end up on the roster. Mm-hmm. And maybe LeMahieu needs a little time. No, stop. Okay, to stop. A, to get a couple. Did we not just give him, what, two years, 24 mil? I'm not sending him down to the minors. At he's all. Hitting, he's hitting. I don't like care. I don't care. The season spring, hasn't even started yet. Small sample size. Uh, and also, the only reason we're here right now talking about Greg Bird is because he's a lefty. That's the only reason he's still relevant. That's he's hitting better than Luke Boyd. He's getting on base better than Luke Boyd. How he's many, getting extra base hits more often than Luke do you Boyd. Have, do you it's have not the, just because he's a lefty. He's having a hell of a spring. Do you have the amount of at-bats he has had? Do you, do you have he has stuff? had 18 at-bats. Luke Boyd has had 16 at-bats. 18 at-bats. How many home runs does he have? He has one home run in 18 at-bats. Mm, so Luke Boyd, more home runs Luke than less. By one. By one. Been, listen, I'm Are just going to close Bird, on Greg this. Greg Bird has more home runs than Clint Frazier right now. So does that mean that Greg mm. Bird's more of a power? Or no, because Greg it's a small Gardner's... fucking sample size. God oh. damn it. I'm, I just want to finish this by saying that I am on the record as a Greg Bird supporter. I am not a Greg Bird supporter, but you have won the job. Fuck Greg Bird. But DJ you right now Tyler Wade is kicking your ass. Get your shit together. Tyler Wade is not getting twelve million a year. And I remember oh, in the first or second episode, watch that. I remember <laughs> I said that we were talking about three people for the bench role. I said Troy Tulowitzki. No, yeah, I said Troy Tulowitzki because the assumption was that DJ Lemayhew was starting. Tyler Wade and Brett Gardner. Yeah, I I, th- I believe I I said Frazier. Gardner and uh, and Tulowitzki on that, but Tulowitzki's also raking. Yeah, raking Tyler Wade's also one of the least exciting players to watch play baseball. Tyler, yeah, true. Tyler Wade just keeps. He's just up. he's he just sucks. Like and, we got to get rid of. Okay, him. we just talked about the first base battle in the first episode. I predicted that Clint Frazier would take Brett Gardner's spot. Uh huh. That's not going to happen at this point. Mm-mm. Brett Gardner's having a hell of a spring, and we Clint Frazier is week. is letting. Us down right yeah. now. He's hitting under 200. His slugging percentage is under 350. And that, that was the thing about this guy that he had over Brett was that he could get extra base hits. Yeah. And Brett Gardner is making him look like a high school baseball player right now. Yeah, he still does look like a high school player. <laughs> baseball player he looks like a douche. But, um, all right, guys, I feel like we talked about spring enough. I'm going to kind of change the path a little bit and talk about CC Sabathia has decided to join ESPN next year as a part-time commentator on days that he's not pitching, and he's talking mostly about non-baseball sports. What are your thoughts? I love CeCe, and I think he'll be a great commentator. But during the season? He's retiring, like, the year after. What are you doing, CeCe? One of the best things about Sabathia is his presence in the clubhouse. Completely agree. His leadership on the bench is as important as his pitching on the mound. I could not agree with you more. And also, it pisses me off even the fact that it's not about baseball. Like, okay, if it, if it was about baseball, like, at least your mind's still on the game. Dude, if you're going to, like, take days off of work to go talk about, I don't know what the fuck he's going to talk about. Football? Uh, soccer? I don't know what CC Spelling knows. bee? <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do for ESPN, that fucking... But I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how the Yankees let that happen when he's. And I also don't understand why he would want to do that. Wouldn't you want to end your career, your last season, just giving it your all, just trying to pump up the guys, show them a little leadership? 
we have we have no debates here at all. Like yeah. you have one year left. I always like I listened to the podcast with him and Ryan Ruko, and I always thought he was going to go into color commentary, but. Literally, Cece, after this year, do whatever the fuck you want. But for this year that the Yankees are paying you millions for, you need to be all in or all out. And right now, you're only half in. We need you in the clubhouse. We need you on the bench. We need you mentoring those young guys. Like, just just wait another year. And ESPN and whoever will still be there. I, I don't know what to say. I love CC Sabathia. This is just irritating me. Please, please don't do this. Just be in the clubhouse. Give us your presence for one more year. You said you wanted to go out with a bang. Yeah, I miss the in old CC. In order to go CC. out with a bang, we the need the vet CC. in the clubhouse. <laughs> Crunch berry CC. <laughs> All right, I think we can wrap this up. We're going to do a little bit of short episode today. Yeah. But for the end of the draft, or end of segment draft, we want to do today the most annoying Yankee players of the past five years. Mm-hmm. So last time I went first. This time we're going OG order. We're going Jack to Brandon to me. Oh, uh, no, Jack's going to steal my first one. Jack? I know it. Look, Okay, look at my first one because I got a higher pick than you. Oh, I see it. You know he's taking it. Who is your first pick, Jack? My number one pick is the most annoying. Yeah. The most infuriating. Yep. I know he hates him. Relief pitcher yep. to ever come through New York. Yup. You and your bunk ass goggles. <laughs> I knew you it. Could not get there rid of him sooner, Tyler uh, Clipper. I knew it. Go. I knew it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't even talk about him anymore. I hate this guy. Brandon. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. That was obviously mine. I know Jack has a vendetta against that guy, so I was gonna make it my first. But this one's more recent, guys. Fuck. Sonny Gray. Oh, you're going there. I'm going there. Honestly, and I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. But he had to make the fucking comment about, oh, yeah, we were trying to make him do the shooting slider. How about you get a better fucking slider? Huh? How about that, Greg? That also wasn't even the most sliders he's thrown in his career. That came out today. He threw more in his third year with the A's when he finished highest. In the Cy Young voting. Yeah. It, it also, if you want to look, like, I had a bunch of my Red Sox fans uh, texting me, blowing me up, being like, yeah, this is why Sonny Gray wasn't a great pitcher for you guys. No. Just look at one interview and see how awkward, shy, and uncomfortable that fucking guy is with a camera in his face. So, for my first pick of most annoying Yankees, I'm going to go with a little bit of a sleeper. Okay. When this guy, and it is within the past five years, when this guy was on the team, he... He just knew. He knew how to piss me off. I'm going with Chris Carter. (laughs) Chris Carter actually got way more starts in a Yankee jersey than he ever should have had. And that's because of injuries and Yankees get injured all the time. Mm -hmm. But that man was literally home run or bust. And the one game I went to that year, because I didn't go to that many, Chris Carter hit a home run. I don't know. The, the the boom bust potential was just way too much for me. Chris Carter had the most effortless swing in the league, and I don't mean that as a compliment. I mean that <laughs> as in he put no effort into his fucking swing. So now this comes back to me, and for my second pick of most annoying Yankees, this is honestly a tough one. I'm probably gonna go 
Jacoby Ellsbury. God damn it. Because he hasn't done anything in a Yankee uniform. We've talked about him enough. You're you're literally raking in money, and you don't even have a hot girlfriend. What are you doing? Get back on the field or either rake some dirt. Do something. Do something, Jacoby, please. The fact that he slid into her second round is kind of sad. Yeah. But, um, all right. I fucking hated this guy. He had one purpose, and that was when the Yankees were down, and you put him in, and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's go down by fucking 15 runs this game. We traded him. We got Luke Voigt. It's chasing fucking Shreve. Fuck that guy. Hated that guy. You always, I always just knew. He, like, whenever, I want to see some stats on his usage rate. Because whenever he was in the game, we were down by, like, five. And then we went, we lost the game by, like, 12. Jack, who do you got? Jack, who do you got? I hate Jason. <laughs> Something about these fucking relievers. Yeah. They, they, they just piss me off. All right. My next pick was a guy who, while he was on the Yankees, he didn't really piss me off that much. But since he's he's left, he's irritated me. Tyler Austin. Mm, Tyler Austin. Cool what were you boy. good for? Hmm. You hit back-to-back home runs with Aaron Judge. <laughs> and then you got the shit beat out of you by Joe Kelly. Sad. And you were in an embarrassment. And then you left and your dad went on social media. First off, why does your dad have social media? False. <laughs> and or why facts. is your dad protecting you on social media? It's a business, bro. Leave and don't have a problem with it. Just be happy that you have a freaking job right now. And my last pick. A guy who's still on the team. Really? And I still hate. Who's it? Luis Sessa. Yeah, you said that earlier. I don't know how many asses he's kissed (laughs) to still be getting chances in the MLB, but what is Luis Sessa good for? He's like a chasing stream. A four-piece for the other team in two innings. (laughs) We're always down. I turn on the game. Who's pitching? Luis Sessa. What's the score? Four-nothing. We're fucking losing. Every time. Yeah. All right, so my last pick to round it out is... um, He's a guy that, honestly, I think every single Yankees fan probably has a T-shirt of him at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, the hype was real on this guy, but then the bugs got him. I'm talking Jabba Chamberlain six years ago. Fuck that guy. Most hated? I hate him. I hate him, and you know why? Because he gave us false hope. I love Jabba Chamberlain. He gave us false hope, and and you know, also, he didn't... didn't, he didn't condition his body well whatsoever. Became a fat fuck. Peter Griffin. And Peter Griffin. And he gets injured playing on a trampoline. Well, one of those trampoline houses, wherever the fuck it is, with his kid. He broke, like, I think he broke his arm on that. You're so fucking fat. No trampoline's going to hold your fat ass. Get the fuck off of it and go on the fucking mound. For the last pick of the draft, I'll round this out. I'm going with a pitcher. He obviously was my first two picks, so I didn't hate him that much, but this guy still grinds my gears. Michael Pineda. Ooh. Why would you put pine tar on your neck? I thought he was funny. Why would you put pine tar on your neck? Where if you look in the mirror, or if you look from the freaking grandstand, fourth yeah. section, you can spot the pine tar on your neck. Also, you are touching your neck. Yeah. It, 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 it just my, made no my sense. My favorite part about that whole thing is, and you guys can look up the video, the fact that he did it, not once, but he did it twice against the exact same fucking team. And the best part of it was he put the pine tar not on the side of the Yankees dugout, but on the side of the Red Sox dugout. 
Bruh. No neck is that shiny. If you're going to put pint on yourself, don't make it that obvious. Do it like the Red Sox did this time. <laughs> a little bit on the forearm and you're fine. Yep. All right, guys. That's a wrap from us. Uh, stay tuned for another pod next week. Peace.